we are doing this every Tuesday. They need to come hang out with Mooch and the Misses. That is called fascism. Okay, he is a fascist leader. He's his own worst enemy. He's creating his own problems. You know, he's like one of those people who can't get out of their own way. I don't want to be one of those like kind of Trump like, haters. Okay, I just want to make... Everyone is a product of their upbringing and their personal loyalties. I'm a human being, and I probably got overtaken by the excitement of him winning. The minute you called me to say, uh, boom, as soon as I got that, boom, I called you right back. Anyway, you, and then you she lose hit the me. argument. All the ladies out there. My mother's like, why are you cursing so much? I'm like, Ma... Where do you think I learned it from? We do this podcast. I go into the city. We have dinners together or we'll travel. We spend time to be together as yes. a couple and a family and as business partners. And I feel like it really helps us. You still love me? I do. Okay, do you still God. love me? Very much. Okay. I don't know if you have, I mean. Let's Very much my there. liberal hot wife. You just got done telling me not to touch the microphone and I grabbed it. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's Mrs. Mooch alone in the studio. Mr. Mooch is in Abu Dhabi doing our SALT conference, Middle East style. Not to be confused with Gangnam style. And I'm here with Uncle Neil, our producer. Uncle Neil. <laughs> hey! And we'll have sound bites of Anthony so that we don't miss him too terribly. We'll make an, uh, an appearance of sorts. So yeah, and he won't even know it. Dragging their testicles on the floor. <laughs> uh, he's definitely not talking like that this week. <laughs> or else no. he'll come back with no testicles. <laughs> he or, is not in uh, mooch mode this week, as, no. as we say. This he's is alter in, ego. Um, he's in whatever place he goes to in his mind to do television and conduct real business. So that's what he's doing right now. I was talking about CNBC. He looked good. He was in his uh, oh, business mindset. Oh, I didn't see mindset. anything. I didn't see anything. Yeah, he was talking about uh, Bloomberg on CNBC. That's the uh, the video that came on Twitter. Was, oh, okay. uh, he was Maybe asked by Mayor Bloomberg. Google him <laughs> so I could pretend that I know. You can't even keep track of him. I no, mean, I it's can't. impossible. I can't. I really can't. But people tell me what they see. I just went to the bank to cash a check, and they were like, oh, the Scaramucci? I'm like, oh my God. Yes, the Scaramucci. This nose makes me very horny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, don't. Who's well, sending good, that sound bite? The good news is, I went through all the trouble of getting my nose done, and it looks exactly the same as it did before. So. But you're breathing better? Yeah. Because that was the real purpose well, of the... that was the real purpose, but I was like, let me make it a little bit smaller, and it's not. So here we are. I don't think you needed it. Well, I don't know about that. Check out the comments on Twitter. It's like Gonzo, Pinocchio, oh, Horse Face, whatever. Horse anyway. Isn't that uh, Stormy Daniels? Yeah, they call her that, too. <laughs> well, Trump did. Yeah, but she doesn't look like a horse. She's she's like attractive. I'm not going there. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, I don't think she's unattractive i met yeah. her in per person oh you, you did meet her in person In person, she's like actually really cute she's short mm -hmm. and um kind of petite the only thing not petite about her are her bombs right yeah they're kind of they don't really they're you are fake news <laughs> <laughs> her boobs are disproportionate to the rest of her but she's cute and uh nice and tells the truth and i like that <laughs> so um anyway anthony is kicking booty over there um and then I'm meeting him in Italy for a wedding. Oh, nice. He's the best man in Who's a wedding. Who's getting married? Uh, a couple that we've been friends with. Um, I guess we always thought they were married. And then... <laughs> then you found out they weren't? And then so we got the wedding would you be my invitation. Best man? <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what? I don't know. So 
they are getting married for real. I guess they were married in some way, shape, or form before, but now they're officially getting married, and we're going to Rome. So that'll be fun at Christmas time. That's beautiful, yeah. Yeah. Um, as always, I hate leaving my kids, but I know I get major anxiety. But um, well, that's why you're not in Abu Dhabi. You want to hang out with James and Nikki, and they look like they're happy. They were at uh, saw the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center. Yeah, last over weekend. the weekend, um, right before Anthony flew out, we went to see Lion King. <laughs> with them and did Anthony hold baby mooch up yeah and the, <laughs> the whole King thing. beamed on him and his big curly afro <laughs> his missing tooth gotta love those curls they're funny did you see the picture with the, I mean the video of him jumping on the trampoline yes. in slow motion in slow-mo the ringlets <laughs> it's unbelievable footage so I had to share that with the world it's exclusive content right there it was crazy that hair is out of control so that was actually supposed to be a Christmas present and so I have my Amazon shipments go to an undisclosed location so I can go wrap them there. Right. And, you know, because Nikki is smart and he's five and he's totally with it. So I can't have the boxes come to our house anymore. So He starts I, opening the package. He, he gets the scissor and he opens the boxes. He thinks he's being helpful, actually. Yeah, yeah. But it's not helpful at Christmas time. No. So I had shipped all that stuff to another place. Something happened. The lines got crossed and they sent the trampoline to our house so they dropped it right on the front steps and they didn't have it in a brown box it was just the box that the trampoline comes uh. in with a picture and the kids jumping oh, on it so they were like oh my god mom we got a trampoline oh my god so i told them santa delivered early <laughs> well no i said that was probably for somebody else but i'll call amazon and we'll keep it quote unquote oh that's funny yeah and um so then we built it and they've been jumping on it ever since. But it's good for them because they, in the winter, it's hard to get outside. So they yeah. ju- they like to just jump up and down on that thing. Maybe it's good exercise. It just got to watch them. But then somebody wrote to me, you know, your kid's cute and all, but I read something that if they jump up and down on a trampoline at a young age, it's bad for their spine. There's always like oh, a buzzkill. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? know. Well, you know what, though? Let kids be kids. I mean, when I was younger, I didn't really play video games. I did once they in a while, even, but... I mean, oh, no, when you were little. They just they started existed. coming... Well, yeah. you know, I'm really uh, 80 years old, current Anthony, right? right. 24, 80-year-old, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, but when I was growing up, it was... You play with your friends outside, you know? We would have a catch, play football, you know, play basketball. It wasn't it was video so games and the phones and... Ugh. I hate the phone. If I could put it away for a day, I'm happy. I hate the phone. And yeah. I hate that my kids like the phone and... Ugh. But, yeah, I had a friend, my best friend from high school came over on Sunday and she has three kids and um, our kids actually played outside and I was so excited because they were like running around. They came inside. They were frozen, had red (laughs) cheeks and runny noses and that's how it should be. Of course. Right? So, um, and then we made gingerbread houses and that was an epic fail. Is that a tradition? Epic fail. No, this was the first year I've ever done it because, I mean, Nick's five. Last year he was too little to do it. Yeah. Um, but his actually came out pretty good. But it's Those are just hard a big to mess. Put up. It's a big mess. Yeah. Yeah. Never again. It's a little messy, but uh, that's good. So, um, it's a fun time of year for the kids. Yeah. Anthony, I love Christmas. Our house is decked out. We have every year we get um, a tree that we call Henry for our front lawn, and it's literally akin to that of the Rock Center. Really? Tree. That big? It's big. And wow. we get it from, where do we get it from? I think we get it from New Hampshire. Every year we get one. Hmm. And um, I'll post a picture of it after this. And we get colored lights and we get a big star on top. And we have just 
music outside of our house were like the Griswolds. So <laughs> Yeah, Anthony's probably like the Griswolds. He is <laughs> obsessed with Christmas. He even put this ridiculous thing in our bathroom. And I'm telling him, and this is where the practical side of me comes in. I'm like, that's so gross. Like, that's not sanitary. It's like a cotton Santa face over the toilet bowl. And then <laughs> there's like a mat that hugs the the toilet. I have a tattoo the- on my ass that says exit only. <laughs> yeah, that's true. True story. Anyway, it's just this thing that decorates the toilet bowl. And I'm like, we're potty training and boys and yuck. But I- <laughs> I've already washed it a few times. Is that beard still white? Yeah. No, it's like <laughs> one of those dogs, you know, that drools a lot in, around yeah, yeah. their mouth. It used to be white, but it's now brownish yellow. <laughs> That's what it's like. But oh, I, man. I'm very OCD, so it's been washed. As long as he's not strapping grandma to the roof of the car, I think you're good. No, my poor mom or his mom. No, not yet. <laughs> but it's only December 10th, so. Sure, we got a you long way know. to go. So I don't know what the Trumps are thinking about Christmas or what they're focusing on, but did you watch any of the... Christmas is back, you know. We can say Merry Christmas again. I know, and I, I always <laughs> Does that feel it. good? I never stop saying it. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, even if you have friends who are Jewish or whatever... It's just they, the time of year. It's not it's like I'm actually wishing them to have a ha- Merry Christmas like right. where they need to go to church and, you know, One of my best God. friends is Jewish. I say Merry Christmas to him. He says Happy Hanukkah to me. I mean, you know... Oh, or you can do you that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I more I think you say like your a, holiday. What? Say your holiday. Yeah. Like, yeah, he could say Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Some people say, like, around Rosh Hashanah, they say Happy New Year to me, or they would, I don't care. I right. say great, you know? But, know. you know, people, people get triggered by every little thing. Triggered. Triggered. By Donald J. Trump. <laughs> Donald J. Trump Jr., yeah. right? Are you, th- is that sales. on your Christmas book uh, list? Oh, yeah. I'm buying it in bulk so he could be number one on the New York Times right. bestseller like, list for week two. Um, <laughs> sure, Anthony's read it because he reads like five books a week. I'm sure. And he just likes, he reads, you know, what's the word? Um, it's like intel for him, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he reads even if he hates the, per- which he doesn't hate Donald Trump Jr., but even if he doesn't like the person or care for the person's personality or politics he reads the book anyway yeah because he just likes to read and he likes to be well, it's good to know both sides and to be able and to up. yeah and you and anthony's very bipartisan the fact that he listens to people he's willing to debate people we don't have that in today's world anymore if you disagree they're all you know the other side mm-hmm. is you know they're clowns or whatever so <gasps> oh my god i almost just dropped Oof, my hot chocolate on the board bad. did you see that <laughs> get trying to get me into trouble here Christ. I mean, I know we're moving to Skybridge soon, but... Uh, Lord have mercy. I'm very eesh. clumsy. Very clumsy. The flannel looks good, by the way. I oh, got to really? pull an Anthony and compliment you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I just, like, I'm wearing a bum outfit. I don't look so great today, but it's okay. No, you like, you know, you're like cozy, but I'm it's like festive. I'm like Christmas, cozy, yeah. festive. Right. Um, so while I was waiting for an hour for the doctor this morning, great healthcare system in the United States, I watched the um, <clears throat> impeachment... Inquiry. Shifty shift. Yeah. And Jerry Nadler. Jerry? Yeah. Yeah. I know somebody. Gerald. Gerald. <laughs> yeah. Do people call him Jerry? Yeah. Most people call him Jerry. Uh, or we Jerry refer to him. <laughs> we refer to him as Jerry on the air uh, at WCBS, but uh, I've heard Gerald if people don't know who he is. Oh. Okay. You know, if he's not a, because he's Geraldo. a local guy. Not Geraldo. Geraldo. Only when he Geraldo. goes to Spain. <laughs> so. Yeah, I watched that, and so obviously Trump is being accused of uh, or charged with 
two articles of impeachment. Right. So, um, you know, one being the whole Ukrainian uh, bribery, abuse of power thing. And then the obstruction of Congress. I guess he's holding back witnesses. Who and- hasn't obstructed Congress? And that was my question. Like, Obama obstructed Congress. He didn't want, want to work with Congress well, after a while. that's the problem with the two-party system. Yeah. It's like you need someone to break the chain. You can't have this one against the other. It's like you're stuck. You're in this stagnant um, form of fighting where nothing can get done. Yeah, so. and I guess that's why, you know, that's probably why the founders wanted it that way was to have um, balance of power and that you would go back and forth. But the thing is, is that with the two-party system that we just have Congress, if they're Democratic or Republican and the president is the opposite party, they are just going to fight over every single policy and you're not going to enact any legislation in modern day because with cable news and social media, you're just a horrible person if you're the other, you know, the other well, side. That's so that's the thing. So how does that change? How does that stop? How does it end? Because as far as I know, you know, none of social media and all that, none of that's going away. It's not. And the 24-hour news cycle. I actually saw that um, Shep Smith is gone. He's leaving. Fox yep. and um, Bill Hemmer's taking over. Taking over, and I guess he just couldn't do the Fox thing anymore. So I'm curious to see if he lands somewhere else because he gave up a big contract to um, to leave. Oh, uh, tens of millions of dollars. I think so it was like 13 million dollars or something. It'd be interesting. So, I don't know what his reasoning job, is. Uh, you know, I've had conversations with Shep in the past. He's a normal guy, but uh, obviously he's just he just tells it the way it is. And he has no problem calling someone a liar. And I think a lot of journalists debate, do I go, you know, flat out and say somebody's a liar or do I kind of massage it, claiming, whatever. So he's one to just, you know, pick a fight if he has to. Yeah, well, I think a lot of reporting used to be, well, just straight facts. Then it weaved a little bit of personality into it. So if you didn't necessarily agree with something, you could kind of spin it, you know, like Matt Lowry used to inject some of his own personality or opinion into the interview. Is there interview. a button under my desk? Oh, my God. Did you read Catch and Kill? I didn't. It's on my list. Yeah. Yeah, you read it? I did. And um, He's I just, got a podcast now with oh, no, Intercom, I, I just, by the way. I um, just downloaded it oh, okay. on the way here in the car because now that I've read it, it's interesting. You know, he interviews a lot of the people he spoke about in yeah. the book. and um, How they squash the entire with the Weinstein story. It's just crazy. So, you know, and then... With anything, like with anything, people are saying that he made that all of that up, like, or that, none of that's true, or it's all, you know, exaggerated. It's not. You know what I mean? There I are police files and on and on and on. But life comes back at you. I saw a picture of Harvey Weinstein this weekend. He looks like absolute ASS. Oh, he looks like crap. He looks 100 years old. Everyone so, gets what they have coming to them. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're a, um, you know, a jackass, you're just, it's going to come back to you at some point. I agree. You, know, you got to treat people with respect. It's the golden rule. I agree. I totally agree. So, um, so on the impeachment stuff, yeah. are you watching that? Because obviously, yeah, and it's funny because somebody here uh, <laughs> commented on a picture of James uh, who was watching the impeachment. I guess the the TV was on the impeachment, and you know somebody had put a great it was caption more like on there. Spider Man, but either way, <laughs> well, either way, his face was horrified. Right. Um, are you even watching this, or can you not take it? No, I don't watch. Well, first of all, I don't have time. Second yeah. of all. Um, I'll watch it. It's like people that watch the Super Bowl. If it ever comes to something where it's actually legitimately moving forward, I'll pay more attention. I mean, I I obviously read the news every morning just to see what goes on. 
in life and to be a you know on politics and news but no i'm not sitting down and watching it that would be crazy i mean i did a little bit we were in turks and caicos and it was raining and it was on so i watched on vacation watching the impeachment span but sounds about right for anthony yeah (laughs) he was obsessed so we watched a little but i mean it's just it's too much for the average joe i know so it's hard for me honestly it's hard for me to follow it's so inside baseball yeah yeah it is and i mean I get lost after a certain amount of time. I'm like, all right, I need to, I need the Cliff's notes on this. So it's not that we can't understand it. It's just that a lot of it isn't in our language. So um, I'm following it. We'll see what happens. But I don't ever think anything can really come to fruition or to a head because there's no way the Republicans will allow it. No, the Senate's going to quit it. And I know Anthony's been vocal about having, um, you know, Republicans having courage do you think it's a matter of that, or do you think this may set a bad precedent for future presidents, whoever it may be? Because Democrats railed against the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, now Republicans are railing against the impeachment of Trump. It, it just seems like it's it's an overly political process, and we have an election in a year. With, I wish I could answer you clearly. The problem with all of this is that I'm so damn confused and I don't know what's real, what's not real, who's doing this for political purposes, what's a fact, what's a fake news right. tidbit. Like, I don't know. I cannot dig through all of the weeds. And so I'm just hoping that the system comes through for us so that there's justice either way. I don't need the president to be impeached if he didn't do anything wrong. And if he did, then he should. So I hope that the process plays out in a way that it was intended to and written, you know, right. I, I'm I'm actually impressed by the foresight of the founding fathers to come up with this, but I guess they had no, they knew enough about um, man and psychology, not man as in man, but human beings. Right. Well, um, yeah, you got to say, you know, man and woman, uh, what child, other genders do we have? Uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the on forms. Dis- right. Whatever. On nondescript. Right. Binary or whatever. So, yeah. that That's a new thing. I was filling out forms for my mom the other day at a doctor's office and it said, what did it say? Like sex gender conforming birth. or whatever. No, sex. No, gender on license or something. It was weird. Yeah, know. it's, you know, it's gotten to a point that it's just so wacky. Or current gender. You could be whatever you want, you know? That's I fine. could be a coffee cup. Yeah. That's what I'm going to be. Neil the coffee Full, cup. Yeah, fill the caffeine. Oh, whatever makes people happy, as long as they're nice to each other. Can we talk but about so. sex at some point? Oh, and well, there's none of that Dabi. going on. Oof. Yeah, none of that. No collusion. None. So um, we'll see what goes on with that, but I don't know. And then you have the inspector general's report. That's a whole different thing on Russia. Came out yesterday. I can't deal with any of that either. Again, like inside baseball, there's no way for people who just read tweets and just read headlines, there's no way to follow that. You know, and and this is, you know, another 300 page report um, showing that. it's all in legalese and all this. Right. And and frankly, know. like you're like, and we'll this have is to have why the smart person, the mooch, break it down for us when he comes. I'm back. sure he's doing it on his trip. I'm sure everybody's asking him about probably. it. But you know, and he probably read the report already. You know, for you, and this is why it's a you know this podcast works because you go about your daily business. You're raising kids. You don't have time for this crap. And I don't think regular Americans can follow it. So it's going to come down to an election that. Hopefully turnout is high. I, I wish voting was mandatory. And that was a conversation on this podcast at one point. But people are going to decide 
what platform they want. And I just don't see people voting for somebody because they voted for impeachment or against impeachment. I feel like it's no. going to come down to your wallet. It's I think a, it always does. It's the economy, if you have a job, and then some of people's values come into play, yeah. not as it relates to impeachment, but I mean... Usually like, like abortion. Right. A, like, in middle of America, they're really like... Right. Religious yeah. values come into play in, in many parts of the country. You know, the coasts are different, um, but I think it's a different world inside, you know, the middle of the country and people value different things. And so... I think that's what they're going to vote on, not on this. Yeah. So we'll what, see what happens. What are you, what is your, and Anthony asks you every week, so mm-hmm. I'll ask you, what is your outlook right now on the Democratic Party? Bloomberg's now running. Um, is there somebody that stands out to you? Well, I love Michael Bloomberg. I don't think, you know, I was a big Biden advocate before, but in the, in the past, over the past few months, I know just by observing him from afar that there's absolutely no way that he could do the job at this point. I think he's just out to lunch kind of. Right. And, um, you know, that happens with age or whatever. And that's fine. He he served this sleepy country. guy. Well, I don't need to be mean to him at all. I'll leave that to DJT. But I think he served this country. I think he was a patriot. I think um, they dig up people dig up stuff on everybody um so we've learned that you know maybe he was a little bit shady here and there i don't know but um in terms of his age and just his lack of sharpness at this point i wouldn't be voting so many gaffes mm-hmm. and that's the thing he makes so many mistakes yeah i can't i can't get with that because you have to be really on point honestly you do it's the most important job in the world especially when their biggest claim against trump is that he's not with it then he's erratic right and he seems so- with it compared to Biden. A hundred percent. And with Biden and Bloomberg are two moderates on that stage and they clearly don't want a moderate. I mean, the base is very liberal. And, you know, you're a Democrat. You're not liberal, though. No. You know, and that's you're an old fashioned Democrat, which yep. there are some of those left. And I think that's probably majority of the country is middle of the road, Democrat or Republican. But the way our age plays with social media and everything it's the extremes. Mm-hmm. It's the loudest voices in the room. That doesn't bode well for the future of the country. Mm-hmm. If it's the, you have the loudest voice, okay, then you're you're the president. Mm-hmm. That's not good. We mm-hmm. need we need people who are going to enact smart policies. You could be liberal on certain things, but we should all agree the capitalism that we're a capitalist society. I mean, look how bad well, that would socialism be nice, is. But that will never happen. But I I feel like that's an American <laughs> ideal from our founding. It like is, you shouldn't be allowed a to be socialist feel that way there are a lot of people and i know a lot of them personally that don't they can't get with that they don't believe that there should be haves and have nots they don't believe in like the military they don't believe there are some people that are like that and i understand a certain amount of where they're coming from on certain things but from someone who's seen my parents provide such a nice life for us and then um all of our, you know, their kids notched it up a bit. That's how America should be. You know right. what I mean? There should be room for growth and work hard and make some money. Um, That's exactly how I and feel. And I don't know why there's this new thing where everybody hates on anybody who's made any money. They assume they've done it in a nefarious way, which is not true. But that's the new thing. So, yeah, to me, hard work pays off. And you are you don't have a victim mentality. I feel like so many people have this victim mentality that, you know, oh, well, I'll never be great. Well, if you have that attitude, you're not going to mm-hmm, be, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you need to just work your ass off. Well, that's the that's deal. The, that's, that's, that's our the, country. That's the deal. So and I know that 
a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's a whole other story. So, um, I know the other sad and tragic thing that I was thinking about today was um, the shooting in Pensacola. Mm. So I'm just, and also last week in Pearl Harbor. I know. And Anthony and I just visited Pearl Harbor and we got to meet the civilians that work on the base and we got to meet some of um, the military that that live and work there. And I mean, it's weird when you've just left the place for something like that to happen there, yeah. like right where you were, you know, where you are. Um, and now this Pensacola thing, and I don't get it. Like, I don't get why, this is like some of the stuff that Trump is talking about where we are played for the fool sometimes. I don't know the details of the deal, but it seems that we've had, we have people here like Saudi nationalists or from other countries and we're training them at our naval bases. And, yeah, or, 852 Saudi nationals are in military training here in the US. Right, and so I get that we wanna have you know good um, foreign policy and we wanna work with other countries, but I'm just not sure what that deal was because I, I personally still, as somebody who was, you know, working and kind of an adult already during 9-11, I know some of those people, you know, they trained to be pilots and then they became radicalists. And I just, I'm not sure why, I'm not sure what the end game is there, but yeah, well, I don't want to say too much because I don't know really enough about it. I'd have to ask somebody, but. Well, and that's initially what jogged my memory is you know, we trained people that committed attacks on our country. I don't know why we do this military training. And there have been a lot of political experts saying, well, we need this for national security. I haven't really heard a good reason why. I'm not an expert on it, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say one way or another. But, you know, we have this terrible tragedy. We have families, victims, uh, you know, families from 9-11 who are currently suing um, to get, uh, currently suing Saudi Arabia to get information on whether or not they were uh, involved in, you know, and pushed this attack um, on 9-11. And they deserve to know, and, and I would like that to be released. I would like transparency on it. Um, they deserve that. So it's all classified. Um, but you would think, you know, the biggest tragedy in our country that we would have transparency 20 years later. And we don't. Um, I don't understand. I really don't understand this program. And... There have been some calls to pause it. Let's figure out what's going on. But dealing with the Middle East, and uh, you know, Anthony's there now, and I know there's a lot of business there. Um, yeah, it's I a don't, sticky situation. Business and politics is tricky. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's actually something I'm going to try to figure out and look into, um, and and see what the deal is with this situation because it's just yeah. it's interesting, but sad it, and yeah. tragic. And now we've lost three. Three, right? Americans. Yes. And young. young. And they're young. And, you know, and there was one hero who emerged from, or, I mean, there were several heroes, but one about my age, uh, was he 23 or 22, 23 years old, so a year younger than me. And he, you know, told first responders, he was shot. And while he's bleeding and he died, he's telling first responders where the shooter is. Yeah. I mean, incredible acts of courage. But this has nothing to do with gun control. This is like... No. People, this is terrorism. No, this people is in our country, national security. Yeah, this is not gun control. And, this is national national security. And if this happened a week before the election, that changes and impacts the election because people are going to vote 
with what's in their mind at the time. Right. So but this is a policy under the current administration. So I don't know when it was put in place, but it's still going on. So I don't know. But again, I don't think Congress is doing anything, getting anything done because we're so busy focused on nonsense. So and speaking of nonsense. So yeah. there was a study and we got some uh, tweets about it. Um, fake news feels less immoral to share if we've seen it before. And that, you know, I guess people in this day and age you share everything. So we were talking about this off air. We see stuff all the time that we're intelligent people. We may question, but you know what? Something, sometimes things slip through the cracks. It looks like a real news site. Right. Um, and so they actually experimented with 2,500 people, a London business school uh, professor, um, and a, a PhD student uh, at the University of Southern Cal found that seeing a fake headline just once from someone they know leads people um, to feel a little bit more comfortable with sharing, even if they know that's fake news. I think that's the stupidest thing I've ever <laughs> Right. Because I guess if it fits like, your agenda, that it's okay? I mean, I guess so. It also depends on what it, what kind of news it is. If it's political... And it can't be proven false or not false or true, whatever. That's I guess. But like I was saying last night, I saw something come up. We're sitting around and something flashed up on my friend's phone that said, uh, Will Smith and Jaden Smith die in car crash with collision with truck, right? So my friend's like, oh my God, is that real? Is that real? So I went on CNN and it wasn't on like on my Twitter feed. And I wasn't there, and I kept refreshing. And it I'm would like, be all over the yeah, place. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, that's not real. But why the hell would you share that? You know what I mean? Let's like, that's I don't know what the point is. But so that's something that can be proven or disproved. Right. So that would be stupid to share. But I mean, I guess if it's something like you said, a political opinion that fits your agenda or something, and it's not like factual or not factual, it's just basically like information that could or could not be true. Yeah, I guess you'd you'd be fine to retweet it or or forward an email or i don't know but i don't i don't i guess that's why people feel okay with it but i think we're in a society where people are okay with lying all of a sudden right and they have less integrity and i think the president has zero integrity he lies his ass off like that's what he does best and he set a precedent for people that it's okay to lie i'm not blaming everything on him Yeah, i mean all politicians lie i mean you know oh yeah but he he's like He's the primo. It's look. It's challenging um, with him because he may have strong um, economic and national security policies, but it's the constant. Like I don't know. I feel like we haven't covered a president to the extent that we've covered Trump. I don't remember under the Obama administration there being constant. Like every two seconds, there's a new top story. No, you're right. You're and. Right. You know, and look, he does, he is a master of controlling information. It's what he's done his I think, entire but life. A lot of this, I have to say, is based on his past behavior. I think people, I think politicians, when they do get into a place of power, they do lie. They definitely do to to fit their own right. narrative and whatever works for them. But I think he's just been lying forever. Because, like, if you ask anybody that's had to any get tabloid deal, headlines and all that, just yeah. anything, like. Just how he handled himself in business, personal relationships. Um, I think one out of ten would tell you that he's a good person, which is sad, but true. Yeah. But I think that's why people hawk him now about his lying, because he's just a known liar. And I think people see that, and everyone's got flaws. His flaws are on the national stage. 
and but I he think can people never admit his flaws. Right, and see, people That's see the problem. that. It's just whether or not that you would, like it can put that personality aside and vote for its policies. But yeah, the personality disorder, whatever the hell's going on there, can certainly be <laughs> it's irritating. Definitely a disorder, right? But that, whether you want to believe it or not, plays into his decision making. Because if you're too prideful to admit that you're wrong or you're yeah. too prideful to take somebody's, uh, you know, advice or something like that, you're going to make wrong and bad decisions. Well, look how different George W. Bush was. I mean, very emotional. And he would be the first to admit if he's wrong, listens to everybody. You feel like, especially as he's taking incoming, Trump is not going to, um, you know, not going to apologize. And he's, in fact, digging his heels in further as this whole I mean. impeachment like thing a goes kid, on. Like an impetulant, like he just, yeah. you know, it's silly because everybody knows and he like won't give up the ghost. And that's what is so unappealing about him, I think, to most people. So, so. we got a tweet. Nick Rhodes uh, tweeted this um, in response to uh, the question about uh, fake news and whether it uh, feels less immoral. Uh, he says, sadly, some people don't realize a lie is a lie anymore if they have uh, if they have it repeated often enough. Mm-hmm. It was a strategy used by the Nazis. It was true. Uh, it was also a pillar of gaslighting a person to believing something that goes against his or her beliefs and values. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he has a point. I mean, if you repeat something and you say, well, you know, no quid quo pro, no quid quo pro, people are going to believe it. No collusion. Yeah, it's like... Pav- I just use that as an example, dogs. but anything. You know, if you hear the bell enough, you're going to come running for the food. So... I laughed at the Steve Carullo guy. Who's the bigger idiot? The person who created the fake news or the idiot who knows it's fake news and forwards the fake news? Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of idiocy to go around. That's true. Very valid. So, Speaking of idiocy. <laughs> yeah. AOC. <laughs> so um, she thinks that she's right saying that not having Amazon here was a good thing for Manhattan. And... Uh, She's waiting on the haters to apologize. Right. So Amazon last week signed a lease for a new office space in New York City, uh, 1,500 employees. Now, she squashed a deal or one of the people leading to squash a deal. And I love how, because you see the faction among Republicans, but when you see the faction among Democrats, I mean, I kind of sit back and laugh because you don't see it too often. But like Governor Cuomo, Mayor de Blasio, who are always in fights um, and vehemently disagree with each other, both wants Amazon to come here. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who represents the socialist wing of the party, thought, oh, this is corporate welfare. We're giving them tax breaks. Um, But it would bring 25,000 jobs to the city. So for 1,500 employees, she's praising that, this recent lease. But it's going to Hudson Yards, which, by the way, is the only reason why Hudson Yards exists in New York City is because of tax breaks. And look at any stadium across the country. It's because of tax breaks. Where we gonna, no one's going to invest in your city or your country if you tax them up the wazoo. Right, especially if you have shitty-ass weather like we do right, and a dirty city like we do right now from de Blasio. So what's the upside of being here? Yes, you're in the financial district of the world and all that, the hub of whatever. But there are not many pluses to New York. It's dirty, yeah. it's loud, the weather stinks, and the taxes are exorbitant. So what are we doing here? I but know. she's a moron. And so that's why I want to talk about something akin to her bananas. <laughs> so um, did you see at Art Basel, they, someone like duct taped a, a banana to the wall and it sold for $120,000. Yeah, and like I ignored the story when I first saw it. I was like, whatever, this is nonsense. Then I realized it'd probably be good for the podcast. 
And I'm looking at this, I'm like, how the hell? So it was literally a banana. banana. The guy, yeah, I don't know. So Something the, happened. the artist ended up eating the banana, and he goes, well, it's just the idea of the banana. So an idea sold for $120,000. It's literally a banana. With duct tape. So what did the person buy? <laughs> duct tape? I guess. I mean, what idiot? Who spends that? $120,000? At the end of the day, it's modern abstract. art is... <laughs> If you want to come to my house, I have a ton of it because my kids just swipe stuff on pages and it's like hung up all over Hopefully they're house. not on Tinder. No. Swiping left and right. No, they're not swiping. Like, <laughs> they're swiping a paintbrush. Oh. And so I have just abstract, crazy pieces of art all over my house. But um, people actually sell that stuff. That's why I yeah. never understood modern art. Like I get art that you actually have to make something that's recognizable. And right, like, like a challenging skills thing. Right. To like draw a face or a building or something. I but have like, no art skills. No, and I'm I don't terrible. Claim to Can't even draw a straight My line. My dad did, but I don't. But like just to put colors on a page or something and sell it for a lot of money, I think it's so a stupid. A banana with duct tape over. I mean, but it's the who same thing with wine. That? Oh, like, dude, wine you're snobs? drinking grape juice that's been fermented, and I get the whole thing, and you know, it all tastes Pinking different up. and all this, but like. <laughs> It's at the end of the day, it's Welch's times 50 years that's, you know, sat in the glass right. bottle. Like I was oh. at a rooftop party last night or a holiday party and I have a glass of Merlot and it's like, whatever, something special. I mean, I didn't pay for it. So luckily, but it was like, it's a glass of wine. I, I don't, people are like, oh, well, this wine's a little dry and like, come on. I mean, there's is there bad freaking glass wine, of wine. You know what I'm right? There's bad wine, that but you're gonna get a free, uh, like a monster headache. You don't from. have to spend a hundred thousand dollars for a bottle. No, of wine. you can you can get a really good bottle of wine for twenty bucks. I know. And Tell me about it. That's the deal. What's your favorite wine? I lived on Franzia boxed wine. Okay, in college. <laughs> um, what's my favorite wine? So I'm not before really... Anthony dunked somebody in the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not really a wine guru, but I recently at Thanksgiving had this thing called conundrum. Never heard of it. It was a Sauvignon Blanc. It was a white wine. It was absolutely delicious. You should look up Conundrum. Okay. And it's very, very reasonable. So, and I'm in a Conundrum because I got to get out of here. I, I know, gotta go I know. I got to get my hair done. So. So do I. Okay. <laughs> kidding. You want to come with me? So. <laughs> yeah. Be like Anthony and you on a date. <laughs> oh my God. I haven't, I don't even know Anthony anymore. He's not around. He's, he's working too much. So. Anthony's been working out a lot. Is he like, oh, does he have exercise equipment in the house? Yeah, we have a little gym. You have a gym? Mm -hmm. So what kind of equipment? You have a Peloton in yeah. there? You do. Mm -hmm. If Anthony got you, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. If Anthony got you a Peloton for Christmas, would you be offended by that? He did get me that. <laughs> and he got me that the Christmas No underwear, of, no thong. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he works out on it. I'm sure he does. He got that me picture. that in two, Christmas of 2017 when I just let him back inside the house and he bought me a peloton oh man yeah but honestly didn't take it as but he meant I think it he was just trying to help me because he's like this way you don't have to drive to soul cycle which he was trying to make my life easier right so but did you take it. offense to that no so i took offense when he bought me a computer and and a free printer that came with it <laughs> well that's a little different when yeah. you're dating and you get somebody a freaking printer with the I mean, free what do you think no it? it was a laptop that came with a free printer I was like, what? Anyway. That's a pretty good deal, I gotta say. But well, that's bad for, for for dating somebody. Else, someone right. else. Um, but this commercial drew like outrage on social media because the guy got his wife a Peloton. I mean, it is a little bit ridiculous. It's like a commercial. imagine okay, but imagine I like 
there was a commercial where I bought Anthony like a thong <laughs> or like sock sock for his front of his underwear or something. You know what, what I'm saying? What is the skin product that I use? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. it's a little bit, I'm not like one of these like burn your bra people or whatever, but I think it's like a little stupid. I know. I mean, burn it your is. bra? I never heard that. Oh, you never heard of that? No. That's a saying? From like the 60s, you know. The I love boobs. Lib. Yeah. So, <laughs> so do I. I am not a women's lib person, but I just think mm. it's like, all right, dude. Like the Get woman. a life. Yeah. The woman can buy her own Peloton or, or not, but she doesn't need you to give it to her. Right. Unless she asked you for it. Oh, well, she could do her own thing. She's an independent woman. Exactly. Just ask Beyonce. Right. All right. So don't need no man. Nope. All right. So Mooch is back next week. I think. Yes. I don't know. And you're gonna go over holiday items. That's what Anthony wants yeah, to do. Yeah. We want to make lists of like the five or seven best things we think um, we should be giving our significant other, our friends, our family members, whatever. We'll do a guys list, a girls list, and um, have some fun. Bring your pen and pad. Yep. And uh, that's it. So we'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.